What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Ro. And I'm Savannah. Love is Blind Part 2. Man. All the drama, all the tea. All the drama. All the tea and the drama. And the epic fail that was Netflix's (laughs) live stream, quote, quote. Okay, straight up. Part of the reason why we had to release this episode later is because I could not even watch the reunion episode till like days after it was released, right? So I tried to watch it when it was live, couldn't get on. And then even the day after, the episode still didn't load. So it took like several days for me to be able to even uh, access it on Netflix. And it wasn't in time for us to record our reaction. So great job, uh, Netflix, doing something nobody asked you to do and doing it poorly. Yeah, I'm not sure why they chose to do it live when, what's the point? And then they had to pre-record it anyway. I didn't see the point. They should have like audience questions. Like the thing about it is like, it would have been cool if you could like dial in and ask them a question, but it was very controlled and very, I want to say manipulated, but like they basically put it in a little box for everyone and framed everybody the way that they felt that the conversation should have been framed, specifically Vanessa. So it basically wasn't a live show then. It wasn't a live show because that's the point of a live show is you get that audience slash listener interaction right yeah and some of the audience interaction uh sounded cut in or like they had a screen or a sign that said like applause now or boo now (laughs) it sounded so inorganic and they always have that in audiences on any live tv show they always have that and i think that was partly taken from obviously he's now dearly departed this week but the jerry springer show in you know when that became really big in the 90s Oh, yes. Jerry, Jerry. You know, they were clearly working the crowd and audiences, you know, to get that sort of, you know, reaction and atmosphere. And that's partly where that thing comes from, where they tell the crowd, you know, they'll hold up boo or yay or applause or, you know, laugh things. That's quite a common staple of so-called live TV. Imagine, though, if Love is Blind was like the Jerry Springer show, though. Just imagine if the reunion was like that. I mean, it's not far off, right? (laughs) I feel like the only difference between the Jerry Springer show and Love is Blind to a certain extent is these people are like gainfully employed and usually in white collar jobs. (laughs) It's just white collar Jerry Springer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, Jerry Springer. R.I.P. But anyway, getting into this one. So what were your thoughts, Ro, on the final couplings to start with? So we'll go through each couple. I mean, okay, yeah. So who do you want to start with? So we'll start with Tiffany and Brett, because as you know, we always like to go from least problematic to <laughs> absolute dumpster fire in order, crescendo upwards, as they say. Um, so Tiffany and Brett, I'm hoping to all the gods in the multiverse that nothing bad comes out about Brett. Yeah, because we know it's going to be Brett if it's anybody, obviously, because Scrote and everything. Yeah, I'm hoping he hasn't done some heinous shit because they just seem, and it's not like their relationship is like really sickly sweet because I felt that about Brennan and Alexa. I just felt there's something about their relationship that is a bit too sickly sweet. I couldn't put my finger on it, but it turns out that Brennan is a semi-confirmed scrope. So, but what I like about Brett and Tiffany is that they seem to really bring out the best in each other, you know, whilst acknowledging their imperfections as well. So... I'm really, really rooting for them. And I was not surprised when they got married. 
Yeah, I mean, so far, so good. It seems like their personalities are really equally yoked. And I think they're likable enough that they're going to be a couple that becomes Love is Blind. A Love is Blind fan favorite and a Love is Blind mascot, which is more than a lot of the other couples who have lasted can say, which is it's really ironic because there's actually been a lot, a couple of successful couples. But the only ones we talk about are the ones where the audience actually likes both the people because there's a bunch of horrible people who found each other. It's like Lauren and Cameron, isn't it? Yeah, it's Lauren and Cameron and probably Brett and Tiffany. But also like everybody was so turned off by like Amber and Barnett's behavior that they kind of, even though they've been married just as long as Lauren and Cameron, no one really talks about them as like a successful Love is Blind couple, even though they technically are insofar as like they're still married and they seem to love each other. But it's just kind of funny to see that, right? Like where you see, even if they're successful, but just like people don't really resonate with them as people then they won't really get the same like uh, love is blind edit. So I guess the moral of the story is there's somebody out there for everybody. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, some people deserve to die alone. Well, we all die alone, technically, but yeah. (laughs) And quite a few people who are on the show, even if they didn't meet somebody on the show, I think just having the visibility, they got married or met someone that they did like shortly after. So all that's successful. So yeah, I don't really, I wish them well. And I just, yeah, I can definitely see them becoming like the Lauren and Cameron because they just seem like two people who seem really down to earth and somewhat invested in the experiment. And they seem to be very, very well matched as well. And, you know, one of my favorite scenes in that series was when Brett was with Tiffany's and her friends and how he just seemed to fit in really well with them. He was complimenting them complete contrast to when Micah and and Paul (laughs) met Micah's friends. It was complete contrast. So yeah, I'm really rooting for them. Even Brett's family was really cute, right? His dad had this very like Southern way about him. Um, His dad had this like, I think they're originally from North Carolina. So they had this like very like this very deep Southern drawl and he was kind of charming. So I think, and he seemed to like Tiffany a lot. So their families for what it's worth, seemed to get along pretty immediately. And Tiffany's dad liked Brett and gave their marriage his blessing. So as well as uh, Tiffany's mom was a little bit like pick me though, because she kept saying like, oh, I thought this was never going to happen. And I was like, Ugh. that's just like the worst if your mom just kind of starts to drag you at your own wedding, like <laughs> for not being married soon enough or something. But but yeah, we have no issues with them. Not a surprise that they got married. Not a surprise that they both said yes. The biggest quirkiest thing was Tiffany falling asleep and then Brett, you know, being very particular about his tuxedo that wasn't tailored properly. But I can totally imagine anybody being kind of upset about that. (laughs) It almost feels like they had to insert some sort of drama in their relationship just to make it slightly interesting. If that was the worst they could come up with. Do you know what I mean? Like, I almost feel like... Yeah. And also Brett just seems like, as we touched upon in the last episode, another good thing about Brett was he seems like a good friend as well and a very sensitive friend too, um, in terms of the way he handled it when Jacqueline didn't show up to her wedding dress fitting and how we dealt with Marshall and how we treated Marshall as well was really, really nice. And he seemed like a good friend. So Brett, please don't let us down. And yeah, please be a good person is all I'd say. Yeah, I really hope nothing crazy comes out about him. But it's like, because every single guy we thought was like halfway decent has gone on to disappoint us. Yes. Art imitating life, I guess. Basically. (laughs) I wonder too, if there was guys that didn't get chosen that were maybe normal, but we'll see. (laughs) 
I think that's probably always the way, though, because, I mean, at least initially, there seems to be quite a few guys who come across as normal and well-adjusted. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but... Yeah. Except for that guy that said he was a virgin in season one, and then we never heard anything else about him. (laughs) Just beat it off. But Tiffany, Brett, aesthetic. Couple aesthetic. All right. Yeah. We are rooting for you. Uh, the next one, Zach and Bliss. I'm just going to say I absolutely hate Zach. Absolutely hate him. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm on the Zach hate train too. I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of him at all. Like, And I'm not buying this whole, like, my mum was a stripper. People look down on me. Puppy dog eyes. You know, villain or saint origin story from him as well. I think I still can't get over the way he disrespected Bliss and then went crawling back when it didn't work out. And it's one thing to get with somebody and realize that, you know, actually this isn't working, but it's something else to wait for that relationship to completely crash and burn and then go crawling back to your second option. And I just feel like if Zach was a woman, people would not have sympathy for her at all. It's not even just that about his personality is that he's kind of like a preachy, chatty Kathy, right? So like the whole reunion, I felt like he was just trying to insert himself in the mess and I guess trying to defend Paul, but it just came off like he was really condescending. Like, Oh, I think you just got on here to be famous. And then like, uh, stirring up. I thought that was unfair as well. Like Irina just wasn't attracted to you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like she just didn't find you attractive, man. She just wasn't attracted to you. Like, and, and I do think like my sister and I were saying that it's a bit bold to accuse somebody of going on the show just to be famous when it's like, ultimately you are on a show that is you know one of the most popular shows on Netflix I'm not saying everybody on there is there for clout but you are ultimately taking part in a show that is watched by millions of people around the world like surely you want some exposure out of that otherwise why would you do it yeah it seems rich whenever someone who's also on a reality tv show accuses other people who are on the reality tv show of being there for the quote wrong reasons Or like, you just want to be on TV. And I'm like, well. And did you see Zach's Instagram? Like he was making like cryptic posts about the gossip, clearly trying to draw attention to himself. Like, so you're just as bad. And I completely understood why Bliss's dad was acting the way he was. Because if Bliss was my friend, I would tell her to be cautious as well. Because to this day, I still don't know why Zach chose Arena over Bliss. So I kind of believe him on his explanations and that I think he's the type of guy who perhaps I think he's just as catty as Arena. Like, I feel like Arena is getting the villain at it. But I really feel like they connected because they actually have similar personalities. And Bliss to me is probably like an elevated, higher, more mature version of what Zach could be. I just that's why I just kind of don't think he's really good enough for her because I feel like he's not quite that evolved. But I feel like actually him and Arena are equally yoked. And if they had found each other attractive, I don't think Bliss would have came back in the picture. 100%. Because also, let's be real as well, that Zach wasn't willing to end it with Arena. He was still trying to, you know, make it work. Yeah, begging for sex. (laughs) Basically, yeah. This is the thing, like, he was like, and I have to agree with Arena when she said that he is a bit awkward and creepy. Like, the way he stares. (laughs) Can you just imagine, like, the way... And then, yeah, like, he just gives me creep vibes, honestly. Like, I'm not really surprised that Arena didn't find him attractive. But what I will say is that I do rate Arena for coming back on the show. 
because she was given the villain edit, perhaps maybe slightly unfairly. I know she was immature and all that stuff on the show, but I find with these reunions, it always tends to be, I think, like the wrong person who gets like most of the smoke. So in the last season, it was Cole. I think that was quite unfair. Not saying Cole was a saint, but there were people on that show who were much, much worse than him, objectively worse than him. Yes. Like <clears throat> parties. Yeah. Also, what the fuck was Bartice doing with his baby on the show? Right. Jump scare. <laughs> what the fuck? Right, the reunion, they randomly had Bartice like insert his face in his baby at the end. Like, oh, we're looking for who's going to have the first love is blind baby. And they brought that up so many times that it was just awkward. Right. Yeah. It's really awkward. And so, I mean, technically, I guess it's Bartice, even though he didn't have a baby with anybody on the show. Love is blind. Or no, actually, no, I think jessica from season one also had a child recently but neither of the couples none of the couples that have were married either stayed together or had children yet but like bartiz this whole time acting like he's like so above it and only dates baddies etc and he's clearly not right like he just a garden variety scrote that doesn't use condoms and probably knocked some woman and only knew he had a baby months after the fact after the paternity test came out but it's just He's just so disappointing in so many levels. Like a guy who just so desperately wants to be like one of the cool kids and just is it. Yeah. I do think Barty's like, he was probably like, didn't get much attention from women. And then he hit the gym a bit. And now he thinks he's God's gift to women. That's what I think his origin story is. I might be wrong, but that's the sort of vibes I get about him. But I was very confused as to why he was there just inserted when also he's not even considered like a love is blind individual success story like when people talk about the last season no one's really talking about Bartice except to say how much of a prick he is I feel like they just needed to scrape the bottom of the barrel to have someone be on those uh this second spinoff show perfect match oh yes of course Yes, they gave Bartice a light edit and they also gave Shane a light edit because they reused them in a secondary show, even though they're both scrody and horrible. And Shane is just only looking worse and worse on social media, by the way, if you're still following him. He has recently lost his mom. Okay. I know that he has recently lost his mom, so that might provide some context. I think maybe last year, so, which is rough. But he's just looking more and more unhinged on social media to the point where everyone's like... Anybody with sense can kind of see that he was mostly the problem. I know there's been like some residual dragging of Natalie because they feel like, oh, she's really milking that bad relationship. But I have a feeling that the public doesn't even know the half of Shane's behavior because he actually came out and admitted sort of that he did cocaine with deep tea, allegedly. So Shake, oh God, so much love is blind drama. So Shake claimed on his podcast that he walked in on Shane and deep tea doing cocaine. And Deep T denies that, says Shake is a liar. And then it was a big rumor for a while and it kind of got dropped. And then Shane, more or less, this past week on his TikTok, called Deep T a liar for denying that they ever did cocaine together. But it's like, I don't know who to believe, nor do I particularly care. But it's just sort of like, I mean, but you're still doing cocaine. You know what I mean? Like, look at Shane. Like, it's like, why are you still like obsessively trying to uh, control a narrative. Like some of the other contestants have more or less moved on with their lives, but Shane has clearly not. And it's kind of, it's getting real unhinged and a little pathetic. And 
to the extent that he's gotten like a hero's edit or like his behavior has been sort of made excuses for, I feel like it's just because Netflix wanted to reuse them in these adjacent shows, him and Bartiz. Because Bartiz was to knock this woman up sometime during filming based on the timing. Yeah, or very soon after, which is again, equally dodged. Oh, he's a screw. Oof. So I guess I think that's just because they're like handsome adjacent type guys. They say the right things, right? Despite all their behavior that they want to try to make them look like good guys. But I feel like that's totally an example of men getting the like positive edit and not deserving it. But yeah, Zach and Bliss got married and apparently her father is now funding their trip to Panama. I think they'll work out in the long term, but I just, I still think Zach is a scrope and Bliss is too good for him. Bliss can do much better than Zach. Yeah, I don't get uh, why she's into him. There's some pictures of her ex-boyfriend and he actually looks very similar to Zach, like same dark hair, kind of facial structure, somewhat similar. So I wonder if she's just into guys that look like that. And they did have some kind of connections. And he might just be her type, you know, physically, at least. Well, I hope it works out for Bliss. And uh, Zach can step on Lego. I hope you dance. I hope you... Okay, sorry. Ignore me. (laughs) Next up, Chelsea and... Kwame! Yeah. (laughs) Kwame, which is actually Kwame. It's Kwame. I hate that Kwame, 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 so it's Kwame. Did you see him backpedal about his name in the reunion? Okay, so we were dragging him and a lot of other people were dragging him for saying, oh, I want to be called Alex so people can't tell my race. Oh, yes. Yeah. He said that he had talked to the producers and so he wanted to give the experiment a fair shot without people assuming what his race is. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And then he came out and said, like, I'm actually really proud of my name, etc. I feel like that's just backpedaling for him being dragged for looking like a self-hater on TV. Yeah, I I always feel like in these Love is Blind seasons, they stitch certain people of colour up to come across as like they're really self-hating and it's quite sad. I'm not sure if it actually comes from the person. So like in the previous seasons, I would say that person was probably definitely Shake. And in this season, it seems to be Kwame just seems to have this... Yeah, Shake's pathetic. Yeah, that's really, really weird. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I sort of understand it because something like Kwame, like a name like Kwame is very, very, like you wouldn't assume that a white person has that name. So in Ghanaian custom, you can actually have essentially two names and Kwame means that you're born on a Saturday. So like some members of my family, the side who are Ghanaian, you know, their name could be Alex, but they're also known as Kwame because they were born on a Saturday. So you can technically have two names. So he could actually be Alex. I'm not saying he is, but he could be Alex. But because he was born on a Saturday, he can also be known as Kwame by his family. Because uh, Kwame in uh, Ghanaian languages, it means basically born on a Saturday. This might be a larger discussion for any of our listeners who have uniquely ethnic names and whether or not they anglicize it in their regular life. Because truthfully, thinking about it, like I have had friends who've had distinctly ethnic names and they have an Americanized version of it, specifically because not necessarily to like, obviously in person, they don't pass as white by any means, but like because they don't want to be discriminated on resumes and stuff like that. So they'll put their quote American name. I mean... 
there is like studies or studies have been done in the UK where if you put an ethnic name on a CV and a white sounding name on a CV exactly the same, the white CV will get more interviews and callbacks. So that that definitely exists. I've got a very ethnic name. It's very unusual, but I do shorten it. But that's not because I like hate my ethnic name. It's just because everybody calls me by the shortened version of it. Yeah, see, I feel like that's totally normal. But I do have like, I have friends that they just straight up pick an American name. And and most of my friends who've done this have had like, they've had like, they're either South Korean or South Asian from India. So they have like, especially my Indian friends, they have like a long, usually like difficult to pronounce Indian name. They either shorten it or they'll just pick like an adjacent American sounding name. And it's like not at all their name. Same thing with my friends who are from South Korea. So now I'm thinking about it. I don't know that most of my friends who are from continental Africa, like they mostly use their real name. They maybe shorten it if at best, but it is like, it is a thing that happens quite frequently that people just have an American name as to not be discriminated against it. Like, okay, maybe if I were to give Kwame the benefit of the doubt, like maybe he figured out like early if I just, I need to just change my name to be an Americanized name to not look a certain way, but not necessarily hate his culture, but some of the other stuff he says still makes me think he's full of it, but... <laughs> but didn't SK do the same thing? Because his full name is not SK. It's about as Nigerian as you can get. In our household, we refuse to call him SK. We call him Sekiru because that's what his name is. So <laughs> maybe SK did the same thing. And Shake as well. He's not like... I mean, I guess it can be a nickname, but obviously his full name is very ethnic sounding. So I don't know. Like, let us know about that one. If you are a person who goes by another name rather than your given government name, do you think that's a fair thing to still call that person at like a self-hater? But this is a bit dodgy though, because I sort of feel like if you're going on Love is Blind, I get what Kwame is saying to some degree, but if somebody is going to discount you based on a name or an assumption about your name, then surely you're just not compatible. True. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I can kind of see if, for jobs but for dating it's a bit weird it's like it's a bit weird to say like oh i want to use a different name so that a person who i'm trying to be romantically involved with doesn't actually know me or like quote discriminate against me i can get my foot in the door basically and i hate when men do that okay i think you've pinpointed it that's why it feels gross it feels gross when a guy's like let me just like start out by some kind of deceitful thing to mask who i actually am so this woman will have sex with me I think that's what makes it specifically gross in this context. Yeah, exactly. Because ultimately, like, I think discriminating or excluding people on any grounds is fair game in the dating world. And if somebody is going to discount you because of your name, it's not nice, but that's also fair enough. And you shouldn't really be trying to get around people's boundaries like that. And I find that men, you know, they do that in a number of different ways. Like, you know, for example, lying about their height or their income or even in this case their name like it's not about the lie per se it's about the fact that you don't respect other people's boundaries and especially women's boundaries and abilities to make an informed decision as to whether they want to pursue a relationship with you and you're happy to start off a relationship based on deception and that's not cool exactly i agree totally agree with that the other thing that made me feel like kwame was kind of full of shit on that was because he was also claiming that he wasn't actually that upset with Micah breaking up with him and he had actually planned to break up with her first and I'm like sure Kwame nice right I was like okay 
<laughs> it seemed like he was rewriting history in real time where like he wasn't like we all saw you bawling on national television. Like, let's not rewrite history. And the lie just had to test the term, but that was a lie. <laughs> he was crying because he had to break up with her, even though he had feelings for her. I'm like, stop it. I do remember when he was so butthurt when she made a joke that she refused his proposal. And he literally went and had like time to talk to the student, talk with her, but she was just not interested. Yeah, I'm totally defending Micah on that one as another person who has like who just would say some shit like that. I feel like okay, I feel like I'm gonna end up defending all the people that say like rude but accurate things on the show. Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that was a totally fair game joke and he overreacted because he actually did yeah, he did love her, right? And he's like trying to play it off like, oh no, I knew I was gonna break up with her, but he's full of it. That whole exchange was totally for like to virtue signal to Chelsea, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it either, because even when they met at the pool party, as late as that, he was saying that he still has a connection with with Micah. So, like, basically doing a Bartise, but on a different level, because, you know, Bartise was clearly only interested in Raven's looks, whereas, you know, Kwame was talking about this connection. Remember when Bartise thought he was on Raven's level? That <laughs> and she just shot him down in the best way. Honestly, Hall of Fame, love is blind moment. She just shot him down, so... <laughs> You could tell like men like Bartiz are not used to being rejected that badly. And you could just see like he was like trying to laugh, but he was clearly dying inside with each word she was saying. And she was just basically saying not interested, you know, not in this life or the next, basically. <laughs> she was so right. She was so right. And she dodged a bullet there as well. Well, she dodged one bullet and then ricocheted into another one, but fine. But apparently she's saying somebody new now, so I hope he treats her well. Yeah, yeah, good for me. <laughs> just, just. But she genuinely, and again, like with the villain edit thing, she genuinely seems like a decent person and one of the few people across all the seasons who seem to go into it for the right reason. So with SK, she was saying he's not a guy I would usually go for, but that's the point of the experiment. And she seemed to really, even when it came out that he was cheating on her the whole time, you know, she seemed to be genuinely into the experiment and she seems like a good person as well got a little pilates channel going which is good for her i don't even care if people come on the show to, for like their own personal business interests no. like, that's why i hate when people call other people out for that because i'm like yeah why wouldn't you do that you're gonna go on national television and expose all of your innermost emotions and make yourself vulnerable like you should walk away with something and she was smart enough to bring attention to her business like yeah queen shit Go Raven. <laughs> exactly. So Chelsea and Kwame, though, I just think they're so ill-matched. Like, there's a lot of couples in this season where I'm like, same with Micah and Paul, I'm like, I don't know why you picked each other. Well, actually, I know why Kwame picked Chelsea initially, because he wanted a woman who was open about wanting him, but then he didn't seem to want that woman who openly wanted him. So definitely, I feel like Chelsea forced it a little bit with him, because I just don't think... There's so much of that that looks like Kwame is going along with it because he doesn't want to feel like he was rejected and he wants to be on the show. And once again, someone already said he tried out for Married at First Sight. So I think uh, he just likes to be on TV. Oh my gosh. So there's some rumors that are going around on Reddit and on Twitter that Kwame cheated already. So again, non-confirmed rumors we're not the originator of said rumors, but like that's just the tea that's been spilled. It wouldn't even surprise me, right? That's why I feel bad for Chelsea because I feel like she like legit loves this dude. Yeah, she does. 
I feel like from the beginning, she definitely seemed like a consolation prize compared to obviously his like, quote, amazing emotional connection with Micah. So I just feel like, I don't know, like, I think she's a very like direct person. And like, he seemed like he was really like, quote, bothered by that. Like a few of the arguments they had prior to them going to the altar, it was about like the way that she communicated with him, etc. I mean, that's just her style, right? And that's why I just don't think I actually don't think he's right for her. But she's clearly just I think she's just like really attracted to him. And then yeah, you can tell she wants it to work. Yeah, it makes me sad because I really feel like she's gonna end up getting her heart broken. He's not into her like he's not into her at all. Or like not to the extent that he needs to be definitely feels like a pussy subscription situation. And then furthermore, I don't believe the things that he says. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think she should either. It's given me Jared and Iyana vibes, that relationship, honestly. Yeah. Poor Iyana. But okay, detour on that one. So Iyana has been doing like this self-growth journey TikTok series, I suppose. And she came out and admitted finally that Jared cheated on her during their marriage. And I'm like, that is the least surprising thing I've heard at all. Because he was already kind of cheating on her with Mallory. Yeah. I can see why his friend shot him. Probably got shot by his friend. Exactly. Yo, people thought I was being harsh. And I was like, no, there's no way for you to be like almost 30 years old. And your friend just comes out and stabs you for no reason. I think he's a shady piece of shit. And I think he had a slight moment of clarity after he got stabbed by his friend. And then trauma dumps all over Iyana on it. And then once he got like a little bit healed or back on his feet, he's back in the streets. Like being an absolute shady. He just has like that shady dude look to me. And I'm not going to blame anybody for, like, their own violence, but I just... (laughs) But even, like, guys in the street, they don't just go around stabbing each other for no reason, especially if you're so-called friends. So, yeah. He seems like a cheater. And he seems like he's not even just, like, a cheater on his own girlfriend. I think he, like, would cheat with other men's girls, too. So then, like, I totally feel like he got stabbed in either a love triangle situation. Yeah. Or just fucked them over badly. Yeah, owed them money or something bad. So he's not a good dude. And I'm really sorry that Iana wasted her time on him. Yeah. And again, like, this is part of the reason why I really dislike Zach. Because, I mean, I think maybe Bliss and Zach, they might go the distance. But, you know, the couples that, you know, where one of them is very obviously and clearly the second choice don't tend to last that long. Like, again, look at Iana and, like, what's his name? The only reason I think it'll stay is because, like, he knows that he can't do better. I think he's aware of that. I'm not sure about that, Ro. I don't think even a guy who thinks he can't do better, that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't try to do better. They're not quite the same thing. And ultimately, it's the ultimate validation that this beautiful woman gave him a second chance as well. So, yeah. With Chelsea, too, it sounded like she had come out of a kind of terrible relationship. So. I'm only bringing this up because I kind of wanted to maybe highlight some of her emotional reactions to things. And I think that's also why I have sort of a soft spot for it because it seemed like whatever relationship she was in before, it was like really restrictive to her. And it seems like she's trying to be direct, set her boundaries, but also like she's really in love with uh, Kwame despite all of his red flags. She's probably being treated better than what she was in her last relationship, even though it's still not good. You know what I mean? So she's kind of hanging on to him because she really wants to be with someone, but he's not like the right person for her because he's not going to give her like what she actually deserves. And I think she's just trying to demand it and create the scenario that would, you know, be good for her. But instead of letting a guy who is actually good for her 
allowing the space for him to be there and like vetting them appropriately. So I just want to point that out because I, I really like, I don't know, I want Chelsea to be happy, but like Kwame ain't it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So the next, okay, we're now entering into car crash territory. So Micah and Paul, to this day, I don't know what they had in common. Bruh, that whole relationship was confusing even on the reunion, right? Some of the tea about Paul is that he's like a Jordan Peterson follower, and I can totally see that his kind of slightly condescending at yeah. Like I'm starting to get a little bit more of a picture of who they are based on some of the rumors coming out on Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Sort of makes sense though, because if you look at the comments he made about Micah not being a mother material. Exactly. That's sort of like, hmm. Yeah, okay, I can see that now. So I think that's why. Vanessa Lachey was all up in his grill because she knows he's a jackass. He's basically, I think, one of those guys that's probably going to talk about women using traditional feminine language that like Georgia Peterson does, like a woman's supposed to be like a vessel and a nurturing for a man, etc. And so when he starts talking to Micah, like she's not mother material, etc. Like it just it reeks of incel, red pill, <laughs> right wing scrote language. Smell of incel is strong. And she was rightfully offended, right? Because I feel like that whole discussion was him trying to recite his like expectations of what women should be from a very like patriarchal type understanding. It's one thing to be like, you're not the right person for me, but it's another thing to be like, oh, you shouldn't be a mother or et cetera. I mean, she's a bit immature, but I didn't really think, I don't know. It's hard to tell because like she's young. I thought that was like unnecessarily harsh. Yeah, it was just a bit of an odd thing to say about somebody. And the way he said it was a bit, it just gave me the ick a bit. I think he's just condescending and follows a lot of like traditional, like intellectual masculinity. And more so, again, I feel like Micah just says what she thinks he wants to hear. And I get the impression that because he's like, once again, quote, heavy quote, the more analytical one. And he prides himself on being like logical. See, all that language to me is such a red flag. Now that I'm thinking about it, like anytime a man talks about like, oh, I'm just so much more logical. It's like he's probably spends all his time just overanalyzing things and then deciding that men are the more logical sex and therefore that's who he is, you know, and then trying to impose some standard of femininity onto Micah and then getting like mad at her when she's not that. I mean, and there's plenty of things to dislike about Micah that I feel like if he had brought those up, meaning like, I thought you were immature. I thought your friends were unnecessarily nasty. I thought some of your behavior wasn't great. But the fact that he kind of went at her as like a mom to me is like incel language. I'm not even sure if Micah was really that into Kwame either. I think she just seemed to enjoy the attention. Yeah, I didn't really get the feeling that she was into any of the men that she came across. I think she just, she's another person I feel like wants to be married and is kind of just going along with a guy who seems like he's more sure of himself. I mean, I think it was real. I mean, because, well, so this didn't come out to the reunion. It's like, she was talking about how she wanted to have a big family. And so she's kind of wanted to start early. So that was why she was saying the comment that Paul made about her motherhood skills was particularly hurtful. To me, it doesn't seem like she has like that much of a strong opinion about what her husband should look like. And therefore, someone like Paul can just kind of dictate things under his quote unquote, more logical mind. And she just goes with it. That's my impression. Anyways, what do you think? 
Yeah, well, I mean, well, there's a rumour that Micah and Irina are going to be on Perfect Match Season 2, so another dating show, so maybe we'll see a different side to them on that show, see if they find love this time, but yeah, yeah, I do agree with that, actually, yeah, I think you're right, but I just don't think that she, if she did want marriage, it wouldn't have been with any of the guys on the show, because I just don't see why she, you know, what she had in common with Paul, I don't know, they just seem like quite an odd couple just throughout the whole season. I never once thought that they would get married, basically. Me neither. I didn't even get that they were actually in love. Yeah, I didn't get it either. What did you think about the butt pat situation? Allegedly, the TikTok video of Paul swatting one of Micah's friends. What did you think about that? Have you seen it? Oh, I haven't seen it. No, I'm not really on TikTok. Well, they played it at the reunion. I don't remember it being mentioned at the reunion either. It was a while since I watched it, to be fair. He probably did it, to be fair. He did that shit. It was her reaction that kind of got... Yeah, it was his hand and her reaction that let me know that that was very deliberate. And once again, I think this is like a red pill scrote. So I feel like this is him trying to be alpha. That's why I'm... Team Paul is a fucking scrote. And that Micah got more of the villain edit than she deserved and i think vanessa lachey was totally right to go in and on paul even though the love is blind fandom seems to be really mad at vanessa lachey and like wanting to replace her and saying that like oh paul is being bullied i'm like nah bullshit paul like paul in for everything in his behavior and the people he follows online it seems like he's just some like red pill scrote trying to like intellectualize his masculinity so to speak and then that butt shot that he did to make his friend just completely confirms it to me in a lot of ways like that he's just yeah he's a scrope like he's trying to like flirt and like look innocent and then ga- like the totally the type of guy that would gaslight a girl later down the line about his behavior under the guise of logic vanessa was right to go in on him he's trash yeah 100 percent. i just don't get how the love is blind fandom like they just get it so wrong it's almost like are we watching the same show here like it was like the last season where you know went in on raven like you know from day one and it's like even though she sort of had a redemption arc but it's like are we watching the same show here but all she did was do jumping jacks when like bartice was telling like a super boring irrelevant story <laughs> like i was like why is she a villain for that <laughs> I mean, but it wasn't even, they weren't even going after her for that. I remember they thought it was so rude that, you know, she wasn't eating the, I think they had uh, the pound of jam and igusi and she asked to use a fork. And it's like a lot of Nigerian people don't eat that food with their hands because it gets in your nails and shit like that. Like most people use a fork. And it's like, I bet it's white people complaining that she's not, you know, doing the culture when they know nothing about said culture. And they just basically took any reason or used any reason to go after her. Actually, take out the bit about white people, please. But yeah, it was just any reason to go after her. They just took it. But this one as well, it's the same with, you know, Zach, where I don't think that Zach and Paul are getting anywhere near enough smoke as they should. Yeah, I agree. Nowhere near enough smoke. They're definitely like flying under the radar as far as their villainy. But I think once again, it's because they can give the appearance of being more logical where Irina and Micah just came off like they were being mean at the expense of other girls. Like, I feel like it's just people don't recognize the more subtler kinds of misogyny. And that's essentially if you're not like an FDSer and you can clock that shit right away. I think it just flies under people's radar. 
like Arena and Mike are so much more obvious because they're kind of like silly. Yeah. I'm also not surprised that Paul and Zach are best friends, like birds of a feather and all. So, oh, yeah. They totally had incel energy, both of them. Yes, like Zach just looks, and I don't think he's ever been in a position where he's had to choose between two women. And I think he loved that shit. As in, where two women wanted him at the same, well, appeared to want him at the same time. Well, only one woman did, let's be fair. Irina was like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But like, he thought he had two options and you can tell he was loving it. Fair. Yes. So everything we've now learned of Paul and Micah makes Paul look bad, worse in my opinion, than... (laughs) Exactly. Even though I think Micah's still getting the villain at it. Paul doesn't deserve anything. All the homies hate Paul. Fuck Paul. (laughs) Anything good. All right. So who is next? Is it the last... I think it's the last oh, trio. God, okay. <laughs> Where do we even start with this mess? Oh, Jesus Christ. Marshall, Jacqueline, and Josh. Team Jackie. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree purely because, right? So after, I think just before the reunion, or maybe slightly after, people dug up tweets from Marshall. <laughs> where They were 10 years ago, but I think what was concerning was that he was at the time a teenager and he was speaking about black women in a very, very anti-black woman way. Like most black women will know or have come across the way other black men, you know, speak about them in quite derogatory terms you know, saying that, you know, Latina women treat their boyfriends better. He totally deserved that kind of humiliation specifically. Yeah, you deserved what Jackie did to you. Even though it was 10 years ago, you deserved it. (laughs) You deserved it. That's just like karma coming 10 years later. (laughs) Karma. And ran his ass over. Karma pulled up in a Mack truck. Man. (laughs) Karma, thy name is Jackie. (laughs) Deserve. Again, incel. His energy was incel from the beginning, wasn't it? Like, he was another one. He was very passive-aggressive. Yes. Very passive-aggressive. And I felt like he had a lot of hidden rage. Like, I felt like there was just something bubbling under the surface. And I feel like he's the type that will just explode after a while. He called her a project, first of all, which again, she rightfully took offense to, right? Where I feel like he is a quote, nice guy, quote, quote, that's actually very controlling, right? Because like that right away just sounds extremely controlling. Like he's going to pretend like he's the martyr in this relationship and he's trying to help her, etc. And that she was a project that needs to be fixed. But really, he has a lot of his own issues that I feel like he's going to keep externalizing to the women he dates until he gets his own level of therapy. Gets better, like, self-esteem and also stops trying to, like, manipulate people or, I don't know, he's just, I can't even describe his behavior. Like, it's just so, like, pathetic in a way. I also feel like he wouldn't have tolerated that behavior from Jackie if she had been a black woman as well this is why i'm thinking it's doubly deserved he wouldn't be sticking around right he'd be talking about how black women have attitude problems and like that's why they'll never get married and uh that's yeah this is where if it's a little bit frustrating to watch because you just look at it like oh it's okay when non-black women do things that are demonstrably belligerent like 
guys like him they'll ignore women like tiffany and act like women like tiffany don't exist but then assign every single bad characteristic about black women to being black rather than it being part of that person's individual personality it's very weird it's like a weird type of racism yeah i'm misogynoir as well and then the whole thing with josh they are still together i wasn't feeling josh at all Okay, okay. So rundown of what happened after the show, but before the reunion. Some text leak from Jackie texting her friend saying that she was not attracted to Marshall and that basically she thought Marshall might have been gay. Allegedly, Marshall said she looked trans. Uh, She obviously took offense to that. That was like the quote derogatory term that said she looked like a man. But she was more or less, I think, trying to get him to be more aggressive or something. Now, I don't know if he's gay or not. He just seems like he's just a sad boy loser. Maybe she saw something that made her think he might be, you know, whatever. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Well, maybe I shouldn't actually. I don't know what happened. I'll say that. But at the same time, after that all happened, she wanted to clear it up and say like, listen, I didn't actually cheat on Marshall. I broke up with Marshall and then got with Josh. And her and Josh make a heck of a lot more sense than her and Marshall. Josh is like a D1 athlete, totally the type of guy she probably normally dates. And Josh similarly emotionally stunted like she is. So like Marshall's emotionally stunted, but like he's more articulate, I should say. But he seems like externalize a lot of that stuff. Whereas I feel like Jackie and Josh actually are a little bit more equally yoked. And obviously she's more attracted to Josh than she is Marshall. Marshall's just so like, I don't know, he's such a nice guy, lame. There's a word that's on the tip of my tongue to describe Marshall and I can't like bring it out right now. But he's just like... He's a disingenuous nice guy because he seems like the sort of guy who will be nice but there'll be a ton of covert contracts yes attached to his you know niceness which is the opposite of being a nice person do you know that sort of guy who just makes sorts of you know for example covert contracts and then navigates the world like women owe him something exactly he has all these expectations for women and i think it's like a latent kind of misogyny that's not as again not as obvious and not as instantly clockable Because it's totally fine to have expectations of your partner, but it just comes across like he has this very, like, need to control women to a certain extent, even though he's not as outwardly assertive. So he does, yeah, he does all these covert contracts and passive aggressive things or like openly aggressive things where he's like explosively angry, but he doesn't really consider that the same as being like a shitty partner because he can communicate well, you know? I feel like he's only going to be in relationships where he feels like he has the moral high ground. Yeah, so he'll deliberately date down in quotation marks in order to feel superior. And yeah, people like that are just, they have issues, quite frankly. So yeah, I don't know. Oh, what a clusterfuck of a season. I'm kind of rooting for Jackie and Josh and their toxic mess. They're another couple that's never going to be a love is blind success story because people just don't like them. Same thing with, I think Zach and Bliss are probably not going to be a love is blind success story because people don't like them. I don't think Kwame and Chelsea are going to last. So that leaves Brett and Tiffany, who I think are probably going to be the love is blind mascots if they work out. Cause there's nobody else in the previous seasons besides Lauren and Cameron, who the viewership all likes. And then also seem to actually be a happy, healthy couple. <laughs> Cluster the fuck of a season. I would really be interested to know they're making a UK version. Oh my God. I don't think it will be as dramatic as US because our reality TV is a bit different, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. 
All I'm going to say is it's time to put the spotlight on our friends across the pond and stop embarrassing our nation for once. <laughs> no, 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 please, no, no. Because when that happens, like, the embarrassment is too much. <laughs> too much. Anytime it's with a spotlight on us, it's just worse than, it's just worse than the American embarrassment. But I think you will get a lot of the over Instagrammer types going on that sort of show in the UK because things like Love Island and stuff like that, they've been pretty much monopolized by people who are looking for clout. So I wonder if hopefully the producers will screen that out, but maybe they won't because ultimately that brings in more viewers. So we'll see. But yeah, interesting to see how it plays out in the UK. Yes. So stay tuned. If you want to discuss this episode with us, go on the femaledatingstrategy.com forward slash the forum discuss this in our episode thread also check us out on patreon patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy for bonus content and a discord you can discuss with us including war room our twice monthly strategy session where we discuss actually like literally everything everything from relationships to current events to job issues i think we've all gotten a lot of it so i highly recommend the war room check us out on twitter at femdestrat and on Instagram at underscore the female dating strategy. Thanks for listening, queens. And for all you scrotes out there, I hope you dance and fall. Die mad. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Bye.